What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Thursday, April 16th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. As the country gets ready to reopen the economy, states are already preparing test and trace programs that will help in the effort. Massachusetts, Utah, and North Dakota are among those working on a comprehensive strategy that includes increased testing and contact tracing that will monitor those that are infected and their close contacts. Emma Court, health reporter at Bloomberg News, joins us for how technology will play a major role. Thanks for joining us, Emma. Thanks for having me. So as we keep eyeing a way to get back, a way to get the economy reopened, there's a lot of states that are preparing test and trace programs so they can reopen their economies. And basically, I know we've been talking about testing for so long now, but we still need to ramp up the testing and then follow through tracking these cases, seeing where those people that turn out positive, where they were, who they came in contact with. All of this is in an effort to be able to reopen our economies again. Emma, tell us how this works. There's a few states that are kind of on the front lines of trying to think of some next steps in terms of getting beyond sort of the current testing and kind of disease crisis and looking at more preventative approaches to making sure that we kind of tamp down that curve of COVID cases. So a few states that we looked at in our story were Utah, Massachusetts, and North Dakota. And we saw in Utah and Massachusetts in particular, there was a real focus on not just kind of expanding testing capabilities, which, you know, as many people may know has been a real problem, not just kind of getting people tested, but getting them tested promptly enough that it matters for them in terms of kind of dictating how they behave in society, right? But also kind of looking at this sort of test and trace model. So once someone gets sick and they've been confirmed to have COVID-19, really making sure that you look at all of the possible ways they could have potentially spread this infection in the community, reaching out to people they were in touch with, and really following up. So if let's say I had contact with an infected person at my grocery store 
a week ago, I ran into this person and said hi, and they remember that interaction and recount it to someone with this public health department. Then following up with me and saying, hey, you may have been in contact with someone who had COVID and following up and saying, how are you feeling? Do you have symptoms? And not just following up that day, but really throughout time to make sure that you're really being comprehensive about your approach, saying, you know, you should probably self-isolate as a precaution, things like that. So this is, uh, as you might imagine, work that is really, really resource intensive. So we're talking about, I mean, in Massachusetts, they want to hire about a thousand people. Utah took about 1,200 state employees and had them go over to kind of local health departments to help out with this work. But, you know, it's possible it could take a lot more people than that. I spoke with someone at Partners in Health, which is a group working with Massachusetts on this initiative. And, you know, the chief medical officer there said, she wouldn't be mad if they had 40 or 50,000 people doing this work. And I think there's some really interesting ideas there, too, in terms of unemployment being such a huge problem these days. I think there's some interesting questions about can we get people back to work in a way that also resolves this crisis? I think it's an interesting idea. It definitely is. The only flip side of that would be once things start calming down, what do you do with all these people when you don't need to keep doing that amount of tracking? But obviously, you know, who knows, we might have to keep doing this for some time to come. The other angle Mm -hmm. on this is the technological angle. There's some apps that are sprouting up so you can kind of be tracked on the app. I know some people would have a problem with being tracked in that way, but that's another part of this as well, this contact tracing. And I think there's some really interesting applications of technology here. We've seen that happen in other countries as well. Obviously, you know, there are different perhaps cultural and political norms here in the U.S. that you have to consider. But what we saw in North Dakota was they took this app that they had been using to sort of, you know, it's called the Bison Tracker. And they used it. They were going to their championship football game in Texas. And it was a way for fans to kind of track their progress on this long drive over to Texas. And they said, this might be helpful for tracking COVID cases. So it's a way that people can opt into using this app. They can basically track their movements. And then, you know, if they turn out to be sick, they can actually, if they want to, use that information in conjunction with the public health officials and and try to kind of get in touch with people they've maybe potentially been in contact with along their time and things like that. And I always love a good detail about a bison tracking app kind of being repurposed for public health. So right. kind of cool. They, they renamed it, by the way. Yeah, they renamed it to Care 19. And reportedly, they had more than 10,000 downloads in the first 36 hours. So, I mean, that's great mm-hmm. that people want to get in on that. But it is very much an opt-in type of situation right. when you're working right. at Even with hiring people to do like the tedious and time-intensive work manually and making phone calls and doing on that, Even on that front, it's up to the person individually to follow the rules there on the other side as well. Right. But I I do think what's interesting about it is we're seeing people feeling like at such odd ends about kind of this crisis, feeling like all they can really do is stay at home, you know, for those who are lucky enough to stay at home. And this provides a way to sort of be actively involved in this public health crisis. I also think it's worth noting that we've seen some of the big tech companies team up pretty recently and say we want to do this kind of work as well, and they may have a bigger reach. I think the effort that they are collaborating on could reach like, I think, a third of the population or something like that. So there are sort of some bigger kind of tools that might be able to be useful in this in this. Yeah. Space. On that front, Apple and Google announced that they're trying to build software that they can put into the Android and iPhones that would That's help people one. track these encounters. And I think even in California, Governor Gavin Newsom said that he wants to incorporate some type of smartphone contact tracing 
as part of his strategy to lift these statewide stay-at-home orders. So this is going to be something you're going to hear about a little bit more in the coming weeks, just as states and cities are really desperate right now to get things back open and pumping again. So everybody's looking at a lot of different avenues. Antibody testing was another thing that we're hearing a lot about. So these are all different things that we're looking at to try and track this so that people can stay away from hotspots or help avoid creating new hotspots. And I think there are like a few important caveats to this kind of work. So for one, what we're talking about is really preventative strategies that may not translate in the exact same ways to areas that have really known widespread hotspots. So I'm thinking of places like New York or Seattle may have a different path forward than some places that have been sort of somewhat less hard hit as far as we know, based on the numbers coming out of those places. I think it's also important to consider sort of the fact that testing has been a real bottleneck. And even these ambitious plans coming out of these states, we may not see that at least initially and, you know, hopefully in the long run, overcome some of these bottlenecks. So, you know, I talked to the Broad in Massachusetts. They took a lab that had been doing DNA testing work and they repurposed it to do COVID-19 testing kind of uh, in March. And, you know, I think what's really interesting, and I talked to the lab director there, is I said, you know, but you guys want to expand so much. You're doing 2,000 tests a day. You want to do 10,000 what's the barrier to getting there? And she said, you know, we don't have enough of these supplies. And she was hopeful that they would, by the way. But I think that's something we've seen for weeks now, for some time now, really be a problem. If you don't have enough swabs to take people's samples, you can't do enough testing. And I think that's a really important challenge that you shouldn't underestimate. Emma Court, health reporter at Bloomberg News. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been your Daily Coronavirus Update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.